it's Cofield and Company. Mocha Jane can shove it. I don't like Mocha Jane at all. She's got a real attitude. Don't worry about who's parking in the handicap spots, Mocha Jane. <laughs> you could do one of these because you think your friend would hate it. So, a lesson everyone else. Put something on. I know we're all locked down and you're really comfy letting your uh, twigs and berries bounce around. It's time for Cofield and Company with Steve Cofield on ESPN Las Vegas. Happy hour underway. Bailiwick is the spot. The Orleans, Boyd Gaming, our official home for Vegas Golden Knights playoff games. Home and road. We're at the... uh, we're on the road when the home games are going down. Game over at the Fortress tonight, 7.30. Adam Hill will be jetting out of here. I'll be sticking around to watch the early part of the game. So stop on by. We're signing people up for a chance to win a Golden Knights sweater, a Golden Knights jersey. Adam is here now for the Big Five. It's Cofield Angel alongside back in our Finley Toyota studios. It's Ari. Battleborn Injury Lawyers presents the Big Five at Five. Number five. I'll tell you, Ari can find some really creepy stories. Not blaming him on this one. This is this is an interesting. I, maybe this is happening all over the place. Did you say there was a Florida high school? This popped up on TMZ. There was a Florida high school that decided to airbrush photos of their high school female students if they were showing any cleavage in their yearbook photo. Which is a debatable term. What, cleavage is debatable? Yeah. Remember we had the, we had the discussion with the Super Bowl prop with who uh, the Beyonce one I believe it was Beyonce yep we were outraged because they wouldn't pay off the uh, yes no cleavage prop on Beyonce and it was clearly cleavage clearly cleavage not easy to say well, what I'm saying is it's debatable when it's seen and when it's not there's no set standard or formula to say this is what's apparently apparently there is because uh, someone guy gal is all. To me, this is a you problem. If you're looking at high school girls and you're like, oh, that's risque, then that's that's in your head. Yeah. Because I, lo- I combed over those pictures. What? I looked at the pictures. Okay. I looked at the pictures and I was like, that's there's nothing there. It's, that's very innocent. It wasn't it wasn't like a wet t-shirt contest. Yeah, it was like it was like a little top of cleavage. Yeah, the women have breasts. Yeah. Uh, young girls have breasts, okay? It, it, it happens. And the, the worst part about it is like the edits were so bad. They would be like, it'd be like a like a little you know plunging neckline black, right? And it would just be straight line across. There's there's someone with, there's a, a girl wearing flannel with a little bit of cleavage. They just put like this oddly matched pattern over it, like there was like a folding piece of cloth. Like it looks so stupid. I was gonna make the case. Why why are they doing this? And now of course there are there are female students who are outraged, and there are parents who are like, what is wrong with you people? Why are you editing the freaking photos? Now I think they've offered some. Uh, refunds, yeah. because those photos cost a lot of money, but a lot of them are like, no, this is permanent in the freaking yearbook. It's it's very, and I think that you, you made the point there, but I think it's very important to emphasize that this is not like girls trying to get away with like risque outfits and sneak them into the yearbook. This is not offensive in any way, shape, or form. Um, it's offensive what they're doing in terms of covering it up, which is just so creepy and and sleazy and scandalous. It's, it's, it's very gross that they would do this. Uh, but in the past, they've just removed the, the kids from the yearbook. 
<laughs> so they've gone through and said, like, oh, 80 of these girls, they're not running. Oh, my God. And so this year, this was kind of the kind of and the these compromise. Weren't, these weren't, like, just they, – so they, they edited 80 photos, and it wasn't just, like, activities. Like, if you want to put those pictures in, I still think it's stupid. But, like, you're editing – that like, that's their image for a lifetime in that yearbook. Can't There's no do-over. It's incredibly weird. And now and some gross. now some girl has a f- like a f- mismatched flannel as her yearbook photo forever. I feel like the f- I feel like the photoshops were good. <laughs> they were terrible. I-, I feel like they were good. No, they were I terrible. Tell. Vast uh, Vast Digital Department clip the uh, the one picture with the flannel where there's just like a drape over over the f- over her neck and chest. It's so dumb. By the way, the most shocking part of this, if you read the story on TMZ. This all took place in their $100 yearbook. What? No, I think mine was like 85 Really? Yeah. Maybe more. Are you serious? Yeah. You're old. What I'm saying. Did I forget how much they cost 80 years ago no. when I was out of high school? I mean, when you were there, it was probably 48 cents. Isn't $100 a little much? It sounded like a steal to me. What? Yeah. I feel like ours were very. Do you expensive. just read yours every week now? I you just add your own nice not messages. Even tell you where it is. Why? So then why were you so excited to pay? Why do you think a hundred dollars is a bargain then, or eighty dollars at the time was a bargain? Because you would think if something was eighty dollars in, it's probably seven hundred now. You had no money. Where did you get the money to pay for that? I think my grandparents bought that. All right. Wasn't one of your freaking scam operations at whatever workplace well, you were at? At that point, Hopefully I was. The, the, <laughs> Statute of limitations, Statute of limitations run out. Run out. Uh, we tell the story all the time. I was working at that point, your, so it's possible. Your, your sneaker biz. I was also I was also at a local arcade. One of the Are casinos. you running an arcade biz too? A little bit of a. It might have been a scam that I was running. Uh, yeah, I was living on my own at sixteen. I had to do what I had to do. A, did you buy your Cetra for cash? Your Cetra that mi- had no. the end missing on the on the tailgate. It, well, so it, it, it read Cetra. It read C-Tran, <laughs> C-tran. and then the end fell off. <laughs> so the end didn't fall off from the middle. It fell off in the end. Wait, why was it C-Tran originally? Did, did someone... Somebody hit me, and when they I, did the body work... Oh, no! They, uh, they yeah. put the end in the wrong spot? Yeah. <laughs> You're like the original Regert's tattoo. Yeah. Instead of Regrets, whatever yeah. company that's for. It was... I was like... You okay. had a C-Tran and then a Cetra. Yeah. Wow, that's weird. Yeah. And I had that till For a long time. Very long. For a long time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is that when they, in the RJ, they finally uh, updated your picture? Because you had your 18-year-old picture until you were, like, 35. They're like, he got a new car. He's an adult. Let's take oh. a new photo of him. But make sure, if his shirt's open, let's edit out Adam's sexy chest. I would hope they would. Make it all worked up. Yeah, I would hope they would do that. Number four. Good story, Ari. You By the way, it was, it was in Jacksonville, which makes complete sense. That you got into an accident in Jacksonville? No, that's where the yearbook was. Oh, okay. It, well... Makes total sense. Why Jacksonville over any other Florida city? Just because it's Jacksonville, man. It's, well, I think it's there's the a lot. Worst. I, I think you need to travel Florida more. It, it ain't the worst in Florida. In terms of being ass backwards? <laughs> Number four. Just letting us go loose. I don't know what's going on here. So, Number four. Well, I, I, was gonna, I, was about to, I was about to spiral it completely. Exactly. That's why you have to do that because... The whole big five will be about his whatever Jacksonville or his no no C-tran I, or number four yearbook photos. I found no, I found a new or podcast. Bad flannel shirt. 
I found, Edits. A, new, I found a new podcast. Number four. It's there we a, go. It's very, it's, it was very interesting. You snooze, you lose. Uh, basically, it's whatever. <laughs> it's, it's a whole thing. But I've, I determined after listening to a certain part of this podcast that the trashiest part of all Florida is actually Melbourne. Really? Yeah. I applied to go to school there. Did you? Yeah. Okay. I was a high-level mathematician. I was going to go to the Florida Institute of Technology. That's in Melbourne? It is in Melbourne, Oh, yes. boy. Is it bad? Oh, boy. All right. Some more research to do. Number four. Are we on four? Was that four? That might have been three. I don't so know what's going on. you're good at math. On. You can do the math. I can do the math. All right. We had two different incidents. Do we have to be these guys? No. Or not? No. You're just, you don't want to go there? No. Okay. Uh, two different situations where NFL players went to NHL games and were uh, shacked in a fool and alcohol was involved. Which one did you like more? Uh, I think I like your guy. Really? Dan Feeney, who used to be a Charger, he's got that glorious mullet. Uh, he looks like he's, I don't know, 45 years old. It makes him look so old. Because I've, you know, Taylor Lewan has done this before, and I'm a huge Taylor Lewan fan. Yeah. Went to a good school. Uh, but we've seen it before. Taylor Lewan was at a Preds game. Sure. Um, he, he, got, he got introduced. He's on camera. He picks up his daughter. Yay. Then they go to another shot, and they're, they're doing like a beer funnel. Someone across the arena is doing a beer funnel. Like with six dudes. Then all of a sudden, Taylor Lewan's he's a psycho. Oh, yeah. So he got all fired up. So then he ripped off his Preds jersey and <laughs> starts like crushing beers on his head. His daughter's still there. She's like, seen what? it before. It's fine. Dan Feeney of the Jets, formerly the Chargers, he's got a glorious mullet. He was just kind of, he was shaking his head a lot and kind of rocking out and drinking a beer and going crazy at the Islanders game. And I, I think he won the weekend. Okay. He did a great job. And, and watching it, I was like, this is, this is going to be, this is Steve's new favorite player. Of all the people who would go there, why won't you go there? What, White's out of control? NFL? COVID? Yeah, I mean, did I just light the flame? No, but As an I, eternal lockdowner. No, I assume. I know I lit Ari's flame. He's he watched it. He's like, yeah. Time, well, to, time to keep him out of the facility. The vast majority of NFL players seem to have been vaccinated. It's a good point. It's not baseball. It's not no, hockey. No, it's not the Bills. It's not the Bills. <laughs> exactly. Number three, Dylan Stoner. Dylan Stoner. Dylan Stoner. Now, Vic Tafer of The Athletic didn't exactly say that the undrafted free agent wide receiver out of Oklahoma State is the reason that the Raiders may be out on Julio Jones, but he did include it in the same story. Who is Dylan Stoner? Somebody like, that's not going to be on the team. Are you sure? Is he Keelan no, da- sure. Doss or is he big Hunter Renfro? Well, <laughs> by Keelan Doss, I mean a guy that Gruden may love – Gets hyped up, but doesn't get to make an impact for a while on the you know the big league roster. I don't think I don't think Stoner's either. No, I think he's like I don't know. Vic Tafer of the Athletic was talking about Stoner being a you know Gruden really likes him and sure he does. He's opened some eyes and he could be in the mix to. They, he was saying with Willie Sneed uh, brought in. Yeah, there's there's a need to get Renfro a little competition and some more depth as well, because he wore down at times. I think that's absolutely fair. Yeah. Uh, I don't think it's 
fair. I know that I know it's the the truth, but I know I, you know to just be like, well, he's Hunter Renfro. Like you got to go white white all the time, which is obnoxious in all sports. Um, I th- I say he's more like Demorne Pearsonell. Like he'll be on the practice squad probably for a while, maybe multiple years. I don't know. I I I don't. Listen, you never know. This time of year, there's a lot of players that are making a lot of good impact, um, you know, on the field, off the field, in the zooms, all those things, uh, for sure. It's tough to it's tough to tell any of the undrafted, you know, guys or or you know, fringe roster guys that that may make the team. And sure, somebody could put on a great performance. You could get a couple injuries, have some depth issues uh, at certain places. Sure, but it's tough to project many of the undrafted guys to make it. I like how you did that. You switched it up. You didn't go simply white to white. Yeah. I thought one of my more brilliant ones recently was uh, Taco Fall is Dwayne Chinsis. Okay. Not okay. even close. It's not even Chinsis, close. Chinsis is like not a, even close. Actually, Dwayne Chinsis is more, is more like uh, freaking Dan Feeney because he had that, that scullet thing going back in the day. Uh, Top yes. two, Ari. Number two. Yeah, we're going Taco off the Falls, Mark Eaton. We're, go, we're going off the – sure. Yeah. <laughs> Similar size, you know, minus like 100 pounds. Eaton was gigantic. Number two. Lakers lose. If you're a Lakers fan, are you mad at LeBron or are you mad at Anthony Davis? Because AD wasn't real good offensively, wasn't real aggressive, and got destroyed by DeAndre Ayton? Yeah. Um, I need need to see that more. I need to see DeAndre Ayton consistently win that matchup to think that there's anything to that. It seemed like a one-game type of thing. Um, yeah, I think AD is going to be the one that takes the most criticism and the most you know fan ire uh, because he didn't put up monster numbers and he's also not LeBron. Like when you go to play for a LeBron team, you understand what you're getting into. You're never going to get the, the credit you deserve, and you're probably going to take uh, more of the blame than you than you deserve uh, because you're on a team with somebody that's that not only polarizing but that's th- that's that beloved um, in their home area. Latest update, that Miami plus eight and a half bet that I was going to fire on. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'd be in it. Uh, end of the first, Milwaukee 46, Miami 20. We can get a better number now than yes, you could I can. 20 26. minutes ago. I thought, I thought there was a call for Bam Adebayo to get a lot tougher. What happened? I'm not blaming it all on Bam Adebayo. But. Maybe he's trying to be tough at the expense of actually playing basketball. Wow. Number one. Most obvious statement we've had in a long time. Get this over with and get it over with quickly, right? I know you made the case. <laughs> Play more games. If you knew you could go seven, not get hurt, but get your healthy guys back. You're not buying into that? No, I'm not buying into that one. What if, what if you I, got they wanna, the guarantee? They want to get out of it. There's no, they were not, this is not imaginary. Okay, what, what, what if? if? What if the, no, what if it was a, what if it was like a timeline of, you know, Patrick, he has exactly a week left. Or it was, hey, suspended for three games. <laughs> don't you want to don't you want to stretch out and make those suspensions happen? I mean, by that logic, that's the, that's what the app should have done because yeah. it seemed like they could toy with the Blues and they could win anytime they wanted. Yeah. So they want Kadri back, who, by the way, is appealing his suspension. Good luck on that one. Yeah, they're hoping to get that you, one short. You think he gets knocked down? Eight games now. It might. It might because it's the playoffs, and those games are much more valuable. It, it might. It's been but, in trouble repeatedly. What, but he's what's, what's going, his case? Well, I'm not saying it's going to be reduced to nothing. Right. I, I think he might get it knocked down to like six, something like that. And then he can play That's possible. one game. 
Well, he missed one. He did miss one already. Already so playing two games. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, in, but in the next series. But yeah. So I mean, I was, I was. If it went long, I was joking about the Knights should, you know, let this series stretch out as much as possible and then win Game Seven so they have a chance of getting Pat Trady back for the next round. I mean, he has been ruled out for tonight, so uh, we we'll, we'll see what happens. I don't expect him to play tonight for sure, but um, you know, there's no timetable necessarily for when he might be back. So that would be a major potential factor uh, in the next playoff series. Uh, but really, the Knights the Knights understand the way that this is structured, the way it's set up. They were going to have to go through Colorado early in the playoffs at some point. Colorado believed the same thing; they knew the same thing about Vegas. They're going to have to play each other. And while a lot of people think it should be happening later, many people think it should be happening later. In fact, I talked to a lot of people yesterday uh, when I wrote about the line being posted for this fight, or excuse me, for this uh, for this series. They were like, well, why would they post this series is not till the finals or like way down the road? No, they're playing them right now. Yes, it was the two best teams yep. in the league. NHL format. But they're in the same division. And the way this format works, you're going to stay in the division until the third round of the playoffs. So they, they are matching up, which... Um, shame that one of them has to lose, uh, but I'm sure uh, Golden Knights fans will not be feeling too bad for Colorado, who's probably going to be right in it again the next couple of years. We'll talk about the betting numbers and also why Mark Stone has been so good. It's the Big Five at Five, brought to you by Battleborn Injury Lawyers. If you've been injured, call Justin Watkins at Battleborn Injury Lawyers, 570 9000. You're listening to Cofield and Company on ESPN Las Vegas. You know, I thought we'd come back from the pandemic and be nicer as fans. Why would you think that? I don't know. It's just, you know, you got Toronto and Montreal going at it. I think there's a FU Leafs chant going on right now. <laughs> yeah. Over the weekend, there was, uh, I think it was F. Trey Young. Something like that. At the Knicks game? I think it's dun dun dun. What? F Trey Young. F Trey Young. F Trey Are you trying Young. to Belichick me here and go no rhythm? Yeah. Well, I, I, think, just I think you're just no, I think you're going on the you're going on a different Really? Like a different cadence. It's I not like dun 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 dun. It's just dun dun dun. Dun dun dun. Dun dun dun. I don't know. We need an or- we have an organist around. <laughs> no days off. Yep. No days off. Why can't he do it? Oh, no, no days off. Don't go fast. Speaking of, don't you, speed up. You just mentioned organist. It, like for some reason, it hit harder. Did you see when the organist with the Dodgers was was playing the uh, I saw the sign for one of the, for Josh, Josh Reddick? Josh Reddick, yeah, yeah. Like it's harder when the organist does it. It's like so much oh, more taunting. Yeah. Plus that song? Yeah. That's brilliant. It's great. Wait, who is that? Roxette? It's Ace of Base. Ace of Base. Eh, close. Pretty much the same thing, no? No. Oh, I got to punch that up. I like that song. <laughs> I don't know who does it, but I like that song. Ace On an organ. <laughs> yes. It was good. I love organs. We've been through Excuse this before. Me? Love them. No, you don't. Integral part of sports. Got to have them. You no, you don't. You don't. Organ, a well-played organ at a game may be ahead of... Most of the drums in a marching band, for me. I mean, neither are great, so that's fine. I was talking to a bookmaker over the weekend, and the bookmaker was trying to get me to guess the Avs Knights line if a series happens, and I was like, I don't know, one seventy. He's like, No, way too high. I'm like, okay, it's one sixty. <laughs> you were way too high. I'm like, 
was, were, ten, I was 10 cents high. You were way too high. Do you think it'll go up? Uh, it could, depending on uh, Pat Reddy's status. Um, I also, I will tell you. My God, what does, what does Superbook do? It shouldn't be too hard to figure since, out. But since, they're, since they're in Colorado and they're running all these promotions and they're true. here. Talk, I mean, I guess the money would be balanced, but that'll be yeah. that'll be crazy. Well, you could change it. <laughs> Just have different lines in yeah. each state. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, we had we had George here at the Orleans tell us like they, they you know there's so many boy gaming properties now around the country they really don't have to do that that it balances out. Yeah, I they mean, can't think, do it. He doesn't want to do it. Yeah, I, I think that's pretty much where they are. I will say that uh, I know that there was a discussion among four bookmakers of where the line should be, and two were at 170, two were at 150, and that's how it ended up at 160. So you weren't too far off on this series. Visit LVSportsNetwork.com for access to the latest podcasts and best interviews. The Nuggets, Mike Malone and Coach Michael, Michael Malone. Michael Malone, my my apologies, Coach. I'll get that right here in the playoffs. Uh, it's Cofield and Company on the road. Have we ever played the same rejoin like five times throughout a show? And then you laugh every time. Every time you laugh. It's funny. Every time. I, I'm not kidding that I sat in my house and laughed at it last, yeah. last night as it happened. And now you want this to be our new thing. Yeah. Let's talk a little abs. Knights could be playing the abs. I'm not the one jinxing it. This wasn't my idea. But look ahead. Look ahead. Mike Evans, the fan in Denver, is up with us. How are you, Michael? Yeah, that's Michael, please. Do not call me Mike. <laughs> there you go. He played along with it. All right. He got it. Yeah, we called, we called the dude Tyler uh, earlier. We called him Ty, and he got, he got a little froggy right at the beginning. Yeah. And then he was yeah. Like, hey. yeah. Has, has that been an issue with you in your life, honestly? Like, I didn't know this was a thing. The whole Mike versus Michael thing? Yes. Yeah, yeah I, was, I was, you know, I, I think it was, honestly, it was, a coach who had just seen his team get outscored 38 to 25 in the third quarter. They couldn't stop anybody uh, from beyond three-point line, and you know he's got a team that's got Nikola Jokic and Michael Porter Jr. and Aaron Gordon. They're going to the free throw line eight times for the entire game. I think he was just fed up, <laughs> so he was just. I think he was just looking for any reason to snap, and so he just used the whole. Uh, it's Michael. Michael. So it was it was kind of unusual because he's a he's a good guy he's very media friendly media savvy so to see him kind of lose his cool like that was uh, was surprising. So what do you think are we are we risking some sort of uh, sports karma by having you on before the night series is even over? I know. Well, no, you're not because we've. I had to remind myself that you guys were hadn't clinched yet because I, I came on this morning talking about abs in Vegas and. What a what a shame this is that they have to meet in the second round. And I had to remind myself, oh yeah, wait, they're not done yet. So you know they still got one more win to go. Well, I mean, the expectation from from your side of things is that there's not much of a a hindrance to that happening, right? But do you do you expect the Wild to put up a fight the rest of the way? Oh no, no. Like I said, I'm I'm already okay. on to the next series. I can't okay. wait for this series. I've been looking forward to this series for for months, and it is it is a shame that they have to meet in the second round because, because honestly, I think whoever wins this series um, can can point to Tampa as the only team that perhaps stands between them and the Stanley Cup. Uh, I will start with a boring part of this before we get into some of the details of the series. 
any idea when, like, say Vegas wins tonight. Like, any idea when this could start, and how much will it play into the fact that, okay, the Nuggets are going to be on the road, so it makes sense to kind of go quickly, uh, maybe this weekend, uh, but the other series won't be done? Like, what is your sense of when they might start this? Yeah, I honestly, I think if, if Vegas wraps it up tonight, I don't think this series starts till Saturday. Wow. Uh, oh. Honestly, I, I don't think it starts till the weekend. So then we can start to have the conversation about, you know, whether or not rest versus rust and you know, when it comes to, you know, something like baseball or maybe even football, I think you can have too much time off. But when you're trying to win a Stanley Cup and you're talking about four rounds and, and the potential of 28 games and just the incredible toll that it takes, I think you always, always take the rest whenever you can get it. And if you give up a little bit of, of rust, I think you get over that quickly and then the benefits of all the rest. You know, come to come to the top. So I, I would, I, if, you know, if if you're Vegas and you're looking at knowing that the Avalanche are going to get three or four days off, I think you're you're certainly motivated to try to get this thing over quickly and not let this thing drag out. So big picture going into the series is that the Avalanche are already on the board here in Vegas. You can bet it right now as a minus one sixty favorite over the Knights for this series. Talking to uh, some of the guys that run the books here in town. They were saying their power ratings have the Avalanche as a clear number one and then a group of three or four teams that are kind of tied for number two. Is that how you see it? Are the Avalanche right now clearly the best team in the NHL? Boy, guys, I I don't see much of a weakness with these guys. I, I really don't. Their, their top line is just incredible. It's, it's When they're going like they were in this last series, they're the best line in hockey. I think the only issues with the, with the Avalanche comes down to – uh, defensively, you know, do they have enough depth? Can you can you beat them up a little bit defensively as you get into their you know third and fourth pairings and, and goaltending? You know, Philip Grubauer's had a great season. He's a leading candidate for the Vesna, and, and he's got you know everything everything points to him being the kind of goalie that can can win you a Stanley Cup. It really does, but he's never done it before. You know, yeah. so in, until he shows that he can go through the long grind of trying to win a, and carry a team to a Stanley Cup, I, I, I think it still remains a question as to whether or not he can do it. But, uh, I mean, there's no denying. This, this team is stacked. There's, they're really lacking for nothing. How much of a, how much of a loss is Kadri uh, being out here? You know, I'm of the belief that once he showed his old, old colors again <laughs> uh, and you're getting the guy that you saw in Toronto that could – Basically, self-destruct a series all by himself, two straight years. Once he showed that he hasn't really gotten that out of his system, and he did it again, I think the Avalanche are better off without him. Right. I really do. Uh, I think that just because if, if you look at not only how his his behavior can, can really turn a game or turn a series, and also the fact that it's not like you know he was playing really well. His first year with the Avalanche, he was, he was really good. He was he was just a really good player. This year, you know, he was eh, you know. And, and so when you take that kind of performance and then add into the, the fact that, you know, this guy is a, a time bomb waiting to go off, I, I don't know if he's really worth the trouble, especially since they have so many, uh, you know, good young players. Uh, Tyson Jost is really having a, a nice run so far. Alex Newhook is a, is a, is a first-round pick that, you know, came from Boston College and, and he's impressed. Uh, you, you give a chance to give maybe more minutes to a guy like Brandon Saad. So, I, you know, right now I just I just think that Nazem Kadri is is more trouble than he's worth. 
Mike Evans, the fan in Denver, does the morning show, is up with Cofield and company. How big a part of your shows are the Avs? You know, this is a Bronco town. It, it just is. It always oh. has been. And you can talk Broncos 365 days a year here, and we do. Uh, the other teams have to fight for the scraps, and they really don't become relevant to the, I guess, average Denver sports fan until it is playoff time. And then as they go deeper in the playoffs, the more and more people jump on the bandwagon. It becomes a big thing. So I think I think the Avs and, and Nuggets right now, they're, they're certainly there's more interest than, than there was during the regular season. Uh, it'll pick up as each team, uh, you know, hopefully, you know, moves through the different rounds. And then if you're, you know, let's say you're the Avalanche and they get to the Stanley Cup Finals, okay, then everybody's going to be, you know, wearing Avs gear and, and things like that. But, right. you know, it's a Broncos town. There's a, there's a new general manager. There's a, a quarterback competition, at least until Aaron Rodgers hopefully gets dealt here. And, and then my job becomes really, really easy. <laughs> um, so, but, yeah, no, it's. You know, the Broncos started OTAs today. They were on the field. A bunch of players were talking. Media was allowed out there. So they, they, they continue to be the, uh, the major number one show in town. Follow-up to that is how big are the Avs for the Avs fans in terms of tickets? Because Golden Knights fans will travel, and they will pay a lot of money to get tickets. Is there a chance Knights fans get into that building in large numbers? Ooh, I, I think it'll be tough because while the Avalanche – Fan base isn't, um, you know, it's, it's certainly not as, as, as large as, you know, a Bronco fan base, but it is passionate. Boy, they, they are a passionate group, and they get, quite frankly, pissed off, you know, that, that the Avalanche don't get more run. They get very mad at people like me and my station because we don't talk more Avalanche. So they're, they're a very passionate group, and so I think it might be difficult to, uh, to, to, to get yourself into the building if you're a Vegas fan. So what is the vibe around the Broncos, especially with the quarterbacks? I mean, now Drew Locke, we don't know if he's the guy and he's being challenged or it's a 50-50 battle, and then the Rodgers thing is hanging over both of them. Yeah, I mean, this is a town that has gotten so impatient since Peyton Manning rode out of town, and we've had to deal with just so many bad quarterbacks. I mean, it has just been awful from, geez, I don't even know if I can name them all, but, you know, Trevor Simeon, Paxton Lynch, um, Case Keenum, Joe Flacco, um, you know now Drew Locke, now Teddy Bridgewater. There's there is there, there's such a hunger for getting back to that level of quarterback play, and so there was a sense with them picking ninth in the draft this year that hey, one of these quarterbacks is going to be available. You got to go get one. You know they're young, they're shiny. The potential for these guys is limitless, and blah 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 blah. Even though you know history tells us over the last twenty years that most of these first round quarterbacks end up being busts. Um, so, you know, when Justin Fields was on the board at, at number nine, it was just it was just assumed that the Broncos were going to pick him. And when they passed on him, people got, got really upset. I didn't because, you know, I don't I don't buy into the uh, the overhype of these these quarterbacks. But, uh, you know, we're all kind of waiting to see what happens with Rodgers. And, and, and there's no doubt that if Rodgers gets traded, there, there's a very good chance that, that he comes here. And, of course, that changes everything. But I think I think pretty much the the fan base has um, been able to put that kind of on the back burner. You know, they're ready to jump back into that that story and that hype if it if it becomes uh, a reality. But for the meantime, they're kind of settling in on the idea of Locke versus Bridgewater. And, and trust me, it, it you know it's not it's not a competition that is uh, really exciting people. What would happen if Rodgers is not available and Deshaun Watson is available in August and he doesn't have any penalty to serve? 
Oh, hey, before all this Watson stuff came down, that was our number one topic was was Deshaun Watson. And, you know, how much are you willing to give up? And, you know, is he worth it? Uh, how much was 4-12 and 12 for Houston on him? If you switch Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson, is, is a Watson-led Kansas City team going to the Super Bowls two straight years? I mean, these were all the debates we were having. So, no, we were, we were 100% in on the idea of uh, Deshaun Watson, and I'm, I'm sure if he's cleared, we'll go right back to that. Um, you know, because I think I think the Broncos have, have made it quite clear that they are willing to be, I guess they're open to the idea of Drew Locke just, you know, blowing their socks off and making this huge leap in year three. They're open to that, but they're certainly not counting on it, which is why they've got Bridgewater here as just kind of a, a safety net uh, backup, uh, you know, or emergency, you know, he could be the starter if Locke just doesn't make the make the jump. But but make no mistake, if if a Rogers or a Watson or you know next off season a, a Russell Wilson becomes available, absolutely the Broncos will be in on it heavy. With with Rogers, like, do you get the sense how much it would it would be in terms of giving up? Which I don't think it really matters if it's three first round picks, four first round picks, whatever it is, you just do it. But do you get the sense of how they'd be able to work it under the cap right now with this year being so crazy? Well, I, th- I think they'd be able to do it. They had quite a bit of cap space um, to, to the point where, honestly, they they brought back Von Miller uh, on, on a one-year $20 million deal. They ended up paying his, uh, his full bonus, uh, his full uh, option year, which you know I think was almost a case of, you know, hey, we got the money to spend. It's, it's Vaughn. He's popular. We'll... See if he can come back and give it one more year, and if not, you know we can move on from him or even trade him uh, during the season. But so I think they could they could make it work financially. They got a lot of young players on the offensive side of the ball that are under you know team control for a while. Defensively, they get some guys that you know they could easily you know cut or restructure. So I think they could make it work. I think the the cost. You know, it's funny when we were talking about Sean Watson. You know, you had people who were like, you know, damn the torpedoes, whatever the cost, five first rounds, six first rounds, who cares? Uh, but with with Rogers, I think it's it, it's kind of settled into the idea that hey, look, if it takes um, you know uh, two ones, two twos, and a couple of you know starters, or you know some kind of combination of that, you know three ones and a and a player or two, I, I think people would certainly be open to it because you got to understand, you, you know, when when Peyton Manning came here, there was a lot of uncertainty about his health and just what kind of impact could he make. Well, we saw <laughs> that impact. We we saw how. It could be so. The Rogers trade, if they were able to make that Rogers trade, it would be even more, I, I think, uh, of a of a, a thundercloud, you know, thunderclap around this this region than even Peyton Manning was because Rogers doesn't come with those questions. He's the reigning MVP, and because you understand now as a fan base what kind of impact that that kind of quarterback can make, that immediately you know he touches down here, and you're thinking Super Bowl, and, and rightly so. Mike, that was awesome, man. We appreciate it, especially on late notice. Thank you so much. Yeah, anytime during the series, I'd uh, love to pop back on with you guys. Let's do it. If the All series right. happens, let's not do that. Don't jinx it <laughs> oh, at the no, end. No, it's there. happening. It's happening. There you go. Thanks, Mike. <laughs> there he is, Michael Evans. Mike? Michael? Mike. Mikey? Morning host, the fan in Denver. On the way back, we'll get uh, Ari's daily update on Lamar Odom against Aaron Carter. The Cofield and Company crew is back tonight at 10.30. It's John Von Tobel and Adam Hill with their Smarter Than You podcast. Watch at Steve Cofield on Twitter or on YouTube. Cofield and Company presents... Hey, hold on, hold on, hold on. Bag up, bag up. Grab Bag. 
Don't touch it. Don't even look at it. Only on ESPN Las Vegas. Pick your hand in there, Dave. Getting ready for VGK tonight, game five. Bailiwick. Tony, you got to see this place. You know, we're down here often because the uh, basketball coaches show is down here for UNLV. And so this is our first time with us doing the show here. It really is a cool place. Great menu, upscale. They got the, the small bites as well. About 30 beers on tap, a lot of local pours. So give it a try tonight. We're going to be out here signing people up for that uh, possible win of a VGK jersey. TVs all over the place. It's Bailiwick inside of the Orleans. We'll be on the scene through the first period, and hopefully the Golden Knights get off to a quick start. Stick your hand in there, Dave. Very thrown right now. Very hyper. Very hyper. Should we, should, we, should we let it? Well, Ari, right, why do you keep – you love – you say you don't love it, but you love the Lamar Odom-Aaron Carter fight. You love it. Like all the pre-fight hype, you're on it every day. It's just too good. No, it's it's not good. It's absurd, but there is something about, what is he, like 6'10", Lamar Odom? Something about him saying he's going to knock him out. I mean, come on. It's great. And, and I think like that's really, exactly it, like what's really, going to happen. It really is beneath him. Oh! Uh, couldn't get to the drop there. Yes. Don't, dude. Yes. Have what you is, ever what seen is, Aaron what? Carter? I haven't. No, he might. He must be. He in, was a he, teen, like, and I, I'm going to use the term, I guess, like a, like a pre, like a junior high teen, young teen, like idol. Didn't he have like a rap song about a party? It was, yeah. I mean, his. I'm sure he's in much better shape than me, but like from a credibility standpoint, coming in, this is like it makes the Paul brothers or Logan in particular look like a god, right? Okay. To be fair, Lamar Odom was like pronounced dead not that long ago. Okay, well. I'm still taking him. Come on, look at the dude. He may not He's have back. a he may not have a great chin. I don't know. Out. I have a lot of questions. I think the song was Aaron's party, wasn't it? It was so bad. How and how have you not started playing that now that you're so obsessed with this fight? I didn't say I like this music. Yeah, but it's, it's even better if you don't like it. It's perfect. Start listening to how bad his songs are, get people fired up to see him knocked out. All right. I'm uh, looking at his net worth right now. <laughs> what is it, like $38? $400,000. Okay. Don't hate. Don't hate. Well, his brother has a lot of money, doesn't he? That is his brother, right? Nick? Nick? Yeah. I think his brother, doesn't his, his brother is like, I think he still has a house here. He, I think he's flexed a bunch of times on social media with his house because he's up. I think he's up in Summerlin. So he sends out pictures. The pool's beautiful. Sounds like you're a lot of trees. You're not happy with him. I, there was a there was definitely like a a tone here saying he's flexed. Yeah, he did. Okay, it's a nice house. He should be flexing, man. Why won't celebheights.com work for Aaron Carter? <laughs> that's really a sight. Yeah, five eight and a quarter. I'll tell you why else. Which, that's a stretch. Which in boxing is five ten. Well, I mean the the reach is going to be weird. Like, can, I, can anyone do? Can anyone do the? Kilogram to pound? There's only 2.2. Oh, wow. He's small. Estimated weight is 72 kilos <laughs> or 13 stone. 13 stone. I made stone. up the stone part. I have no, that could, he could, he, he, for all I know, that could be 250 pounds. You said how many? 72 kilos? Yeah. So he's a little over 150. I mean, 
It's pretty small. 158. 158 to go against a, a 6'9 dude, a 6'10 dude. Big whoop. Want to fight about it? <laughs> that, I mean, the machine that's just doesn't want. That's the who little you, guy from, from Family Guy. Who are you betting? Have you oh, seen me? odds? I haven't seen odds. There, there can't really be odds, can there? Please don't let us actually take wagers on this mess. Uh, by the way, get in the bag real quick one more time. Stick your hand in there, Dave. Did you see the virtue signal by Dockich? Headline, Dockich is delivering food after sports gambling losses. Quote, wife called me an idiot. First of all, the headline is completely misleading. She called him an idiot for delivering food. Which he turned into a virtue, a virtue signal. He goes, I come from iron and steel workers, teachers, and I lost sight of the value of a dollar. I woke up at 5.30 in the morning. I told my wife I had to make it up. Seriously, I went to the hardware store about a mile from my house, applied for a job because I wanted to make the money back. I owe my family, and I lost the value of the dollar. Uh, he, didn't, he didn't get that job. I don't know if he got turned down for it. I think he's fibbing. But he's actually driving, like, food delivery service. I saw. That is, and, and, he, and then at the end, he's like, I don't know if I'll get back on ESPN. I don't know. Like, that. You, come on. This whole thing was placed. It's so phony. Cut it out.